Welcome to The Player's Voice, a podcast brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association in collaboration with Real Talks. My name is Alan O'Mara, host of this podcast and a former Cavan goalkeeper now working as a performance and well-being coach with sports and business leaders around the world. On this week's episode, it was a great pleasure to get inside the mind of Lee Keegan, and I am extremely grateful for his honesty and insights. Lee reflects on his Mayo career to date and tells us about how becoming a father has widened his perspective on both sport and life. He talks about the pain of appearing in, but not winning any of his seven All-Ireland final appearances, and chats about his plans for the 2023 season. We discuss the challenges of physical and mental burnout, changing the culture in Mayo GA, and how much he has benefited from engaging with the GPA and going back to college in his 30s to develop himself as a leader and a person. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that this podcast series is brought to you as part of Bio360, a GPA program that empowers inter-county players across four key areas, life skills, well-being, dual career and transitions. Please go to bio360.gaelicplayers.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Lee Keegan, thanks so much for joining us on the Players Voice podcast. Um, conversation, very, very much looking forward to having. You're someone who obviously I've watched from afar, a player I admire and a person I admire. I just wanted to start by talking to you about kind of what you've been up to since the end of the inter-county season this year. To be honest, I haven't done a lot in terms of probably, um, say, what a lot of people were doing. I, I took a probably an extended break after the Kerry game. Um, to be honest, just to kind of not even reflect, but just, I suppose, sometimes I just like getting away from the madness of football. Uh, so I went home to the family and... Just try to get back into a bit of normal life, normal routine, uh, just t- I suppose down tools. Um, and obviously it was a very bitter way and sad way to finish the year. Um, I mentioned before, we probably limped out to a small bit of degree and it wasn't the way I suppose we wanted to finish up with James Horn and the backroom team that we had after, I suppose, the journey we've been on um, th- and the second period of James's term. So um, just, to be honest, just getting back to normal life. Um, I've said before, I've obviously got my family and stuff at home, so I want to get home and be present as, as much as I could. Um, help better in the house with the kids and give my wife a bit of a break from, from the, from the madness that we have at home. So, um, I've done a lot, got a, got a short holiday to New York as well for five days. So, um, but in terms of that, living probably a, a boring and mundane enough life outside of, I suppose, family life, to be honest. But I, I like that. Um, it's It's been good for my head. Um, although sometimes people worry there's not much going on upstairs after football and stuff. But um, yeah, I was just disappointed the way the year ended. Um, it, it, there was promise during the league. You know, we got to the league final. Um, that didn't go well. Obviously got knocked out of Connacht. So... Probably when you factor in everything over the year, we, we, particularly in Championship, we were probably up and down too much to, to challenge likes of Kerry and Dublin this year in Championship. And, and that's the disappointing factor of, of what, how it ended. And I suppose we're, we're moving on pretty quick into a club season and a new manager for ahead next year. So so when that season when that season finishes up, Lee, kind of touched on a couple of things you talked about there. Is there a sense that you just kind of wanted a space to kind of recenter yourself, kind of catch a breath and kind of fade away into the background just to kind of take stock of where you're at? And maybe did you need to recharge your energy? Kind of just what was your your kind of thought process around that? Yeah, well, me, I particularly, I suppose, last couple of years. And, and again, I mentioned I am one of the older players now. Um, so 
I, I did need a break. Uh, I, I suppose I only missed one game from out this year was the Donegal League game at the start of the league campaign. So I, I played every minute of every game up to up to the Kerry game essentially. So and I suppose carrying a couple of niggles here and there. I suppose like everyone else. So what I like to do sometimes is I just like to declutter myself and get away from the whole I suppose rigmarole of having to discuss the game and go on about football and. I like to just slip back into a bit of normal life with friends, family, and just do a couple of normal things, like I suppose. Now, the only thing that probably didn't help me was I ended up going on to RT and doing a bit of punditry work as well. So I, I probably threw myself back in a bit too quickly from that point of view. But again, I suppose been a sports advocate and I always, I love following other games anyway, see how things go. That was an enjoyable experience. So for myself, I, I do personally, I just love getting away from, I suppose, the hecticness of, I suppose, and schedule of football, I suppose. It's funny when you go into your off season, um, your routine becomes a little bit strange. Um, and I don't mean that in the kind of funky way. I mean, I suppose we're kind of nearly babied at county level. So we're told to train X amount of times per week at a certain time per week. And we go play a match. We're, we're thrown on a bus. We're fed. We're watered. We're told what to wear. So I mean, we're very much to a degree babied, uh, which is great. It's great to be pampered and whatever, but. You go into your preseason then and you're like say you're staring into long nights of should I go training or should I do something or will I sit on the couch or will I get a takeaway or have a beer or something. So I like that. I like having a, probably a bit more options sometimes of, of I suppose it's great. It's when I'm involved Mayo, I'll fully commit and I'll I'll give my absolute all. Um and there's never an issue. But when I'm away from Mayo, I like just to be, I suppose, leaking in the normal person and do those mon- mundane things, having the option of you know, I might go for dinner with the wife tonight instead of having, oh, I have to be gone from half five, I won't be home to half ten because of training. So I suppose having that bit more flexibility, uh, I've probably built that in myself over the last couple of years again because of the age factor. And I suppose what I've been through in 11 years at Mayo that I've probably built up that kind of trust and confidence with management that I'm, I'm able to, I suppose, ring in and say, listen, J- James or whoever it is, I, I'm not feeling great tonight. Uh, I might just take the night off. Maybe injury or I might have something going on at home that I just want to be at home for or bits like that. So, yeah, listen, I love being involved training. I love training and, and like training is a big part of my life and been fit and healthy and all that kind of stuff. But th- there is the aspect I, I, I do. I like to enjoy life. And, it, and when I say enjoy life, it could be the boring stuff like just being at home, being present at home, uh, just having a couple of chats with friends and whatever it is. So I, I do try my utmost to kind of segregate, I suppose, Mayo football to Lee Keegan's real life outside of it. So. And like, do you, is it easier? Is it easier to focus on Lee Keegan, the person, then like in terms of some of the stuff you're talking about there in terms of family life, even just in particular, say being present if you're with your family, you're with your kids, or you're with friends. In in some ways, is it is it easier for you to do that? Maybe like in the last month or two, when the football or like that kind of the magnet or the lure of that is not really pulling at you, that you kind of have that extra breathing room to do that. Does that make it easier? Um. Sometimes, and I suppose, I suppose the split season, and I suppose I had a two, I suppose I, my last game was against Kerry in late June, and I hadn't played a game, and it was with my club in championship about four weeks ago, so I had a big, I suppose, declutter time there to probably have played the role of both kind of sides, but it was just nice, as I said, it was just nice to be as present as I possibly could at home, um, I, like things can be quite hectic as well outside of football, and, and sometimes people might realise that, that you know, football is is one aspect of life, but I can't consume everything that goes on in life. Um, I, I've said this numerous times. I've I've bigger priorities than football at the moment, and so when I had that breathing space, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's actually nice just to be a dad sometimes, and and just do the the simple things, and I know that you're helping or making a small bit of difference at home rather than oh he's home from work. I have to go an hour later. Not going to be home for another 
five hours, kids are gone to bed, don't see the kids then until probably after work the following day or even my wife, uh, or that, that, that applies to all friends, whatever it is, even to do bits like that. So yeah, I was able to just, uh, I suppose, take stock after the Kerry game. I, and I looked ahead and I, I rang the Western management straight away and said, listen, I, I don't want to be involved in the league games if possible this year and absolutely no issue. And that was great comfort for myself knowing I could do that. Um, and I don't, I don't tend to do that too often. I don't ask, I don't ask for a lot of time off and I haven't and you can, anyone can, I suppose testifies that I, I'm a bit of a, a train hard nut job sometimes. That, <laughs> and, but I, I've learned that over the years that sometimes doing less is more and better for myself. So got away and that does me. I still tipped away in the gym or went for a couple of runs, whatever. But it, it was very much just clear the head. It wasn't that I was in competition in my head. I wasn't worried about what's going ahead or whatever. It was just I do these few bits, tip away, keep myself in, in decent enough nick. But I can be very much present at home or whatever it is, even for work or bits like that, just the normal stuff again, I said, and I had that two-month period where I could just do that and concentrate solely on what I want to do when I want to do it and not have, I suppose, a real detailed and, or sorry, a real detailed schedule where I have to be here at this time or I have to be there at this weekend or this day. It was very much, I'll pick Saturday, we go away for a night or we can do this or whatever it is. And that's, I suppose, that's why when I came back to the club, then I felt energized and fresh. And as a result, I'm, I'm again, I, I love playing my football. I enjoy my football. But what I feel when I've had that time away, it gives me that extra incentive that actually, Joe, you know I, I'm ready to rock here again. So you mentioned there kind of having higher priorities or other priorities than football right now, Lee. Like, what are those for you um, as we sit here talking today? Uh, well, they're my kids. The kids, kids don't care about leaking in the footballer. <laughs> They don't care if I won a game by 20, got man of the match, or I got beaten by 20 and was the worst player on the pitch. They were just there. Um, it's funny, I got asked a couple of questions last year when we lost the Tyrone game. Um, do I wasn't, I suppose I've been seen before crying after games and stuff like that, but then, you know, my daughter's on the pitch after the game and she just looked at me as if I was the same daddy before the game as if it was after the game and, and this after losing the game. And people said, y- were you upset? And I said, well, I was disappointed, but... I have this in front of me. Uh, sure. Listen, life moves on. Like Life doesn't stop because I'm after losing the big game. I have to get back to my day-to-day job or my, my family role at home. Uh, it just can't stop because I've lost the big game. Life keeps spinning around. Uh, and like, listen, I, I've, I've done the sulking and, and sadness over the years, losing big games. But I suppose when you have kids, they put a lot of perspective on your life of what's really important and what really drives your life. And I like to think that you know, because of that, I, I'm probably a bit happier on why I'm playing my football. I have a bit more of a purpose sometimes, but again, I, I've mentioned it's not my sole purpose. Uh, as a perspective, my life is about my kids, my family, providing, make sure they're happy and healthy. And when I know I have all those ticked off, then I, I can leave the, the front door with the keys and, and the gear bag, knowing that I'm in a good place because I know I'm doing, I'm doing as much as I can at home to provide and help, but also I can then give as much then back to my club or back to, to Mayo as well. So... It sounds like just from like listening to you there, then Lee, like obviously for anyone that doesn't know, you, you got married in 2019 and you have two kids now, two girls, right? Um, yeah. So it sounds like just from listening to you there that like kids come along and you, you then step into this new role as a father as well as a husband uh, and a footballer and a, in, in your day-to-day work, that that's almost helped you kind of widen your perspective and see the bigger picture, whereas maybe in previous years or early in your life, that kind of Lee Keegan, the footballer, or Mayo's fortunes were kind of driving more of your day-to-day focus or well-being or mindset. Is that kind of what you're getting at there? Oh, absolutely. And I, and again, I did something I, I picked up myself, I suppose, the first half or even later up to probably before I was married, just before I was married, football was probably a sole purpose to a degree. Uh, and it's well documented. Like, football and Mayo was is 
crazy. It's mad. People are upset and it's brilliant. And that's why I love playing it because we've we've great fans, we have great fan base, there's great excitement, been part of great teams, great matches, bad matches, whatever it is, but it's been a great journey. But I suppose I suppose when I reflect back a little bit, like I suppose, why was football my only purpose or my only goal? Um, and it, listen, it's been, I, I've loved it and I don't, I have no regret about anything, but I suppose it took till I probably got married or I had kids or built a house, whatever it is, to realise that there's so much more life to, to enjoy. Um, so from my point of view is, it probably took till I was a bit older, until I had family and whatever it was, to realise that football is just football. Um, and it's something, and I've seen, I probably look back at myself, I probably looked at football as a bit of a job for a long time. Although I enjoyed it, obviously, um, I probably, um, again, it was probably sitting at work, probably thinking of my next training session or what, what can I do next to get better or when is the next match or whatever it was. Where now is, you know, I, I look forward to going in because it, it feels like it's, I have a little bit of a new role uh, because I have the kids kind of watch me now and bits like that. So they're, what gets me really happy is they're excited to see when I get home after a game or after a training and, and I'm not hurt or crippled or, well, I might be a bit crippled from time to time, but... Uh, so yeah, but like my, my, my purpose, I suppose, in life changed a lot because although football has probably created a great atmosphere around myself personally and, and helped me in a lot of ways that I thought it wouldn't, uh, I, I still like to think I have so much more in my life than football. And I mentioned the kids has been one and my, and my wife, my family and stuff like that as, as, as another, but there's other things that I, I, I love doing. I love going for a 10k run, even though the lads think I'm a bit nuts or, I love going off the gym on my own for an hour. Just, and it's not necessarily I'm doing it for anything. It just, I think it's more for my mindfulness and my head that I can just switch off and just knock out a 45 minute gym session or go for an hour run and just, just unwind myself rather than sometimes when you're in the rigorous role of training, 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 your head is always tuned in. I have to perform at the highest level here. I need to be, I need to be ready. I know I'm up against lads that are trying to take my spot. I know there's a big game coming up and it's just constant, constant, constant. And it's brilliant because it does focus you, yeah, but sometimes, getting away from that high performance um, intensity of, of that life. Um, I just love having just the, the bit of time away to declutter myself and do the things that actually, well, I actually enjoy training. I actually enjoy running. I actually enjoy things, activities that don't involve me having to apply myself to the absolute maximum of my ability. Uh, and then as a result, I, I'm more focused. I'm more clear known. I've had that time away from, from the high level performance, as I said. So it, it did probably, as go back to the question, it probably did take kids to, to probably just maybe kind of realize take a step back from just football and um, there is so much more and I, sometimes I look at a couple of the Dublin guys you know you look at Jack McCaffrey and, and Paul Mannion and they've been in the news recently for coming back but they've stepped away a couple of times and, and they've got on with life uh, be it study traveling done things themselves so I mean it's not it's not new but it, sometimes it probably takes that bit of bravery to say well hold on a second I actually just need a bit of time away from this I want to enjoy Again, whatever it is in life that you want to enjoy. Uh, and if the opportunity comes back, like those guys have done, then great. If it doesn't, so you just make peace with it and you move on with your life. But I think having the option, I suppose, post-kids uh, has given me that perspective of there's so much more life than just, just football. Um, so it might sound harsh or to a degree, but I mean, that's just that's just my reality sometimes that I just think that way. No, it's like I think there's such it's such an interesting point that you make there in fact there's a number of couple of interesting points but even I suppose like we talk about like the perspective or the big picture so if you just played a game Lee and or won by 10 points or lost by 10 points if your energy is low 
like when you're a young man or like if you're a single man or whatever it is that you can kind of sit in your low mood or your low energy and kind of, you know, watch TV or be on the couch. But when you've got kids coming at you, they need daddy to show up and they need daddy's energy and attention and focus. And what it kind of brings me to was just the exercise point, I feel like is a really interesting one, Lee, because as athletes, um, so much of like your focus is about competing and as you said pushing yourself to be the best but in some ways then the kind of relationship with exercise gets muddled and I kind of separate exercise from competing because just that notion of if it's going for a walk if it's a 10k cycle and who cares how fast or how slow you go if it's in the gym for an hour just because I want to do certain things um and then because I'm sure it sounds like in some ways you readdressing that balance and that relationship with exercise is then helping you kind of recharge or re-energize yourself as an individual rather than being like I have to be at peak performance for Friday or for Saturday week is that kind of I've done the long way around it but just it's what jumped out at me as I was listening to you yeah well again I suppose exercise for me is is probably is an energizer and it's something that I want to create in my life because it makes me happy mm. um now playing Mayo makes me happy and playing football makes me happy but but I suppose sometimes it took me a while to segregate that, as you mentioned, high performance is one thing and having a target, I need to hit this to make sure that I'm at the peak of my performance. But that's over here. When I'm over here, sometimes I said, I just want to go to the gym just to rock out 45 minutes for myself. And then I know if that box takes And in my head, I know I feel so much better because I've done something that I like doing. I didn't have to, I suppose, get myself fired up to do it. Uh, and be that go for a run or a cycle or a swim, whatever it is, I, I just love doing something act, like uh, an active kind of exercise or something that just, it, it declutters myself from, from real life sometimes. And then when I go back into the, it be the kids or work or whatever it is, I know that I've, I've done something I enjoyed for half an hour, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. And I, I feel better for it, uh, rather than having to, be a peak performance day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, whatever it is. Um, and that's, uh, listen, it's, it's great that I can go there and I, and I know when I have to go there, but I also really just enjoy just driving into the gym, to the gym, sorry, uh, 45 minutes. I just take the box. I can go home and I'm as happy as a pig because it's just something I wanted to do. Uh, it could be just even, as you said, it could be just a walk or a run, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're simple things, but for me, exercise is a big part of my life. But it makes me happy knowing that I don't have to be up here all the time. I can be down at the lowest low because it's 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 only for myself I'm doing it really. And that's is there an aspect to that, Lee, that like you're would you would you usually do that, say, on your own where it's time for you to kind of connect yourself and be with your own thoughts, or like do you want to do that with other people? Like what's your kind of relationship with exercise and that kind of the the kind of more relaxed setting? Is that do you like to be on your own in that space? Uh, I, I do sometimes, strange enough. I, I do like just sticking on the earphones and, and just it's me and myself. Just now, don't get me wrong, if one of my mates rings me, they want to go for a run, absolutely great to have company. We can just digest a bit ourselves and see what's going on uh, in the real world ourselves and what's going on in his life. I, I still like to listen to other people and see what they're at. Uh, they might be even a teammate, it could be just a friend of mine or whatever it is. So, but I am kind of, a, I like to be a bit of a lone wolf sometimes when it comes to. To run in or, or gym in. Um, and I, I, it might sound strange, but I just enjoy it. Uh, I, I get a bit of a kick knowing that I can get myself, I suppose, off the couch or away from the house and actually go in and do a bit of exercise myself. Uh, although sometimes it can be quite difficult, but it is, I, I find it rewarding knowing that I can, I can drag myself from A and go to B and do something about it and then go back to A knowing that, geez, I feel great now. Uh, I can be whatever I want to be at home now because I've done something that's, I've really enjoyed. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the company. I suppose the reason I like, I suppose, the solo training sometimes like that is I, I'm in an environment of 
40 plus lads week in, week out. Uh, so I'm really sick of talking <laughs> about sport or what position we're playing or who we're playing or who we're marking or what tactics we're going to do. And so sometimes that's what I mean. I just remove myself from the group setting sometimes just to do something solely that I want to do uh, and not be involved in that them conversations and uh, that's I do be much anyway I, I get to I, I'm more of a receiver than a giver so um, I, I have to listen a lot so um, but no it's nice just to get away on my own and and do my own things um, so that's what I just enjoy doing. No like I think that makes a lot of sense of like because you're obviously talking about that process of you come out you come to your 20s where kind of being a footballer is a real core part of your identity and your purpose on a day-to-day and a week-to-week and now you're kind of in that sounds like you're at that part of the journey where you're trying to kind of widen out your pillars or kind of pad out who you are. And certainly it sounds like, you know, kids and family has become one, a big, a big kind of component of that. You've kind of rediscovered maybe exercise from a more as a well-being slash a personal thing for yourself. Like, I'm just curious, is there anything else that kind of in the last couple of years as you've been on that journey trying to like, like spread out Lee Keegan, the person and kind of understand yourself better and also make sure your needs are met. Is there anything else you've kind of re-engaged with, discovered that helps you kind of have that, I suppose that balance really is that was what we're talking about. Um, there's been a couple of things. Um, like uh, this is not to promote people or anything, but like, I suppose I engage the GPA now. Um, and they, and specifically I've been dealing with Ian Reeves. Uh, I know you won't mind me mention that. Um, and I suppose the reason I did that is I, I looked at before GPA is just something that was there. It's, it's, it, it, there was no purpose. I just didn't see a purpose myself. And that, that's just something personally I did. And I don't know why I didn't engage more with them, but I suppose I was getting a bit older and COVID it was still, still here at the time. So I, I started thinking to myself, where am I going post sport or potentially post sport? What am I at? What, like what, what person am I? What, what type of professional I want to be looking at? So, and I have a good job here at work and, and stuff like that. And that's not the issue. It's just, I suppose. I just want to explore what type of person Lee Keegan is outside of sport, post-sport. So myself and Ian set up a spotlight meeting and, and we looked at, I suppose, areas that where I'm very strong at and other areas that I'm quite weak at. Uh, and I find that massive, really beneficial. Uh, and as a result, I ended up going back to college last year. I did a 12-week course in leadership management in UCD Professional Academy and really enjoyed that. Um, very challenging at the time because we had kids, we were building a house, obviously training, work, all sorts of going on. But I, I just find it really, I suppose, the reason I actually went back, I, I didn't go to college when I was younger. Uh, I tempted to go, but I was a bit of a party wild boy when I was younger. I didn't, didn't engage in the education side of things. And that, that's fine. I had no issue with that. Wasn't ready for college. So went into the work life pretty young. So I kind of want to go back and I've done a couple of courses since via work through GPA and I suppose Ian just gave me that flavor that again there's, there's so much right there that you can explore you don't have to be someone that got five six hundred points in school to go back to education and explore different options so Ian gave me a great purpose and a focus and as a result then did the 12 week course got really happy with that got good results went back into work you know started performing really well work and sport uh, because I, I, I generally got a good kick of it so it's not just, I suppose, a sporting aspect, but I suppose I looked at education as well a little bit. And, and I hope to go back in, in some capacity, but looking at the Jim Madden leadership program again, due to time and availability, probably be another while yet, see how the kids get on and so on and need to be more present at home, as I said. But so bits like that. Uh, and they've been a great help to me. Did a talk with a group about, I suppose, Spotlight. Uh, so it was great to give feedback, knowing that I actually partick, partook in I suppose the GPA activities, but then to actually tell them that I was a slow burner, didn't really engage a lot. But when I did, I seen such huge benefit and I, I've definitely 
suppose it's definitely focused me a bit more in life and where I'm going and what path that I, I could potentially go on. Uh, I'm not just limited to certain things in life. I, I have I have a broad, I suppose, avenue of, of different options that I can partake in. I, I, like, be it, I definitely can work on my own job. I can stick with that. But there's so much more out there if I post post uh, GEA that I can do. And that's the feedback I got. So it's not just an exercise thing that made me happy. It was actually, I suppose, I was quite nervous about go back to school or college. I uh, didn't think I was able. Um, thought maybe my time passed. And Ian just gave me that confidence. And he said, listen, you're, you're, you're like no one else. Everyone else has these same feelings, these same doubts. And I said, it's actually easier playing in front of 80,000 than it is going back to an exam. Mm. <laughs> um, so did that. And, and as a result, I, I got great confidence out of it and gave me a great kick for the year ahead last year. Uh, and it kind of, I suppose, fed back into my performance at Mayo uh, that I can actually take on more than I, I, I thought I could uh, and not be afraid of certain situations or, or certain tasks or or things that you might think in your head are stupid but they're not really so when I had that conversation open up to you and it, it definitely um, broadened my mind uh, so there's so much more for me to, to explore definitely but um, I just saw that I wasn't again just a sports guy I, I had more in my life than I actually than I thought so that was great from a GPA point of view and it helped me post-COVID a bit as well obviously there wasn't a lot for else for doing I suppose so um, he kept me busy for, for a few months unfortunately and uh, now he's off sun himself in Australia which is great <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no first of all obviously like, thanks for sharing that I suppose that snapshot of the journey that you've been on like it sounds like so sorry, let me start. For anyone that doesn't know, kind of, Lee, what's your day-to-day work? Like, what are you doing as a as an individual now at the moment? So I work for a company called Stairs in Westport, County Mayo, uh, and I'm a senior validation engineer. So we work with gamma radiation, so with sterilizing products. And what I do is I validate the products, see if they're able to be, I suppose, used for gamma radiation or not. So I'm here approximately about 14 years, uh, and I, I really enjoy my job. Uh, I have to say, company are very good to me for, for my sporting journey so far in terms of having to go quite regularly. Uh, there's been a lot of trips up the country, having to finish work early, and then even from a family point of view, if there's any, any issues, I'm only down the road. So very flexible and very good to me over the years, and I, I look forward to continuing working them for as long as I can, to be honest. Uh, just just been very good to me over the years. So. Uh, and and the, the beauty of that is when I when I told them that I was partaking in in the GPA kind of role of looking at college, they they were very supportive. I wanted to help me in my journey in college again as well. So um, I just can't say any more good things about them. To be honest, brilliant. It's um, no, I suppose I, I asked the question from the perspective Lee, that like you know you're you've been working in a place for a significant part of significant amount of time like you're pretty happy there but I suppose in the back of your head there's kind of an itch to be scratched so you're just curious about yourself what else is out there I suppose sometimes there's a perception that people will reach out to the GPA when they're in crisis and while that does happen and that's really important intervention there's also the more proactive work that kind of you're talking about here and if I could jump back to I know you mentioned the spotlight part of the journey if you could maybe explain a little bit about what that was like for you what that is and then I would ask kind of what strengths did it kind of magnify or make you focus in on of yours and did it, did it teach you anything about yourself that maybe you weren't aware of or kind of shine help literally help shine a light on something else for you um there's a couple of things like spotlight I suppose is, is kind of um it looks at you, the type of person you are and your personality and traits in your life that maybe you're, you're good at. So like for myself, I was more empathetic towards people um, and also very energetic, uh, which was, uh, Ian said, was pretty clear to see. So I was on a certain, I suppose, 
they give you a circle of different personalities and what traits you have. So I was on a circle for being very em- empathetic, which I, if funny enough, I, I wouldn't have probably thought of because I, I thought I would think I'm quite energetic. I'm, although people say I'm very relaxed personality, I am quite hyper at the same time. I know it's a bit of a contradiction, but when I heard that I was, I good empathy towards people and I can recognize when people are down from an emotional intelligence point of view, I got a bit of a shock from that. So Spotlight kind of gives you that idea of, of your personality and how it works and... So yeah, I, I was quite nervous about it, to be honest, because I wasn't sure what it was going to tell me or if it was going to tell me anything. Um, but when we started going through, we, we did three phases, three one-hour calls. Um, first one was very much just the introduction towards it uh, and just give I suppose, my background, uh, where I thought I was and w- what I thought of myself in terms of personality-wise. Uh, so we're going through the spotlight then, uh, probably into round three, then kind of opened up the door that you know, I've, I've, I've got a bit I can actually explore here. Um, and again, this is not saying I'm leaving my job. I'm <laughs> not leaving my job at all, but I just wanted to explore, was there other things that I'm actually good at? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was quite daunting for myself because again, uh, Lee Keegan is, is Mayo footballer. Um, and I didn't want to come across as Jesus, uh, am I, am I actually good at anything else? Uh, <laughs> um, and that was quite daunting uh, when I t- undertook it. But then when Ian went through it with me in good detail, I came out with huge confidence uh, and hence why I took on a course then for 12 weeks that I probably wouldn't have done two months before that. Um, and I had no interest in doing it, to be honest. I was probably content enough just do my day job, go home. Um, but as a result, I got I got a good grade in it. Uh, work were really, really pleased I, I, I partook in it. And... I suppose from that point of view, it just gave them options that I, I'm taking not only my job seriously, but outside of my life serious, not, not, not serious, but I suppose I'm, I'm looking at different progressions if I can at all. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Ian's company actually as well. Uh, really interesting character. Um, and I re- I would highly recommend him to anyone that's, again, I wasn't in crisis. Uh, no way. I just wanted something different. Uh, I wanted someone to tell me something different. Uh, not to be told I'm this or that. I just wanted someone from a different background tell me, yeah, you are really strong at this, Lee, but you can definitely work on certain things over here. And I'm still working through a few of them. Uh, they're not, again, not major things, but things that I, I, I'm aware of uh, and that I can definitely improve on. But it's taken no way from the strengths that I have in my life either. And I've, I've, uh, I've gained more strengths from that as well. So um, I, I was really glad I took it on and I wish I'd done it earlier in my career. I don't regret I didn't, but I, I'm happy I did when I did it uh, because... I got in just before, I suppose, the crazy of, of having a second child and I was in the middle of building and stuff like that. So I, I got in at a really good time and it gave me that. So it's just give me, our, uh, uh, I suppose, a look ahead when, when things do settle and I suppose kids grow up and maybe post-sport that there is a lot of stuff out there that I can explore for myself um, outside of football and outside of sport. So and be it, I could be still involved in sport in some capacity. I mightn't be involved at all, but... I suppose Ian just has given me that confidence for, from the spotlight and get me to go back to college that there's just there's so many avenues to explore out there and I'm not just tied to one thing or two things that there's just so much out there to look at and I, I just couldn't be happier I did it to be honest and uh, I think Ian is trying to force me to do Jim Mad leadership course as I said earlier but uh, it's just it's not it's not time time sense it's sorry it's time sense at the moment but mm-hmm. uh it will be something i'm definitely gonna be looking at as well because um i've got great feedback from a couple of guys who did as well so yeah i'm i'm delighted i did uh and i said i'm not a nervous character i said before i i played in some of the biggest games in in ga and i haven't felt nervous at all uh, i felt comfortable because i've known i've done my work and stuff i just decided to put myself in an uncomfortable situation and see how i i would react to it and see how would i 
receive it or would I push it away? And I'm, as I said, I'm really happy I did it because it just got me in my own comfort, outside my comfort zone a little bit more than usual. And as a result, I got great, great feedback from it and positivity from it. So no, it's brilliant. It's um. Like as I'm listening to you there, Lee, it sounds like you've you've referenced kind of your high energy, and people would associate that with you as well. Um, but it also sounds, in some ways, you benefited then from actually sitting still and then kind of entering a space where you could, I suppose, a look in the mirror at yourself, and then b kind of then look at well, what's out there, kind of where do dots dot or where do dots join up. Um, is that kind of what that space was like for you? Just that kind of self, that kind of safe space to look in the mirror? As you said, it wasn't a crisis thing. It was just, okay, who am I? What am I about? Trying to build your self-awareness. But then also, okay, well, where, like, what else is out there that could interest me, that piques my interest, that I can learn something new, that I can do something new? Yeah, well, I suppose another, I suppose, he kept laughing. I, I'm, I was probably a go, go, go guy's head. So I was trying to do everything to please everybody all the time. And Ian just said to me, stop, just stop for one day, one evening, just look at yourself and say, why are you doing this stuff? And then he goes, hey, do you need to do it? Is it a priority in your life? Is it going to put you up or down? And the question, or the answer most time was probably, probably going to be down after because I'm just wrecked. I'm always tired. And he goes, well, there you go. So why you, why you been a yes man to everyone all the time? So as you said, actually, it's funny. He said, just look in the mirror someday and say, right. And ask yourself, if someone asks you something, do you need to do it? And I'd be like, I actually don't. So I went from probably being a yes man to everything and everyone to saying, well, actually, I don't think it suits me. I don't need to do it. Uh, I want to spend time at home or I just, I just don't do it. I don't feel it's going to gain any benefit in my life or my time uh, outside of sports. So Ian definitely probably rocked me from that point of view. Uh, so the look in the mirror, although it was tough, it was, but it was good. It was good reality setter as well. Like I don't need to be running racing for everybody and everyone like, it basically was like put time away for yourself and that's the whole exercise thing for me at the moment is like outside of Mayo like what's 45 minutes in your life going to do for you like what do you want to do and I said well I obviously want to spend it with my family but he goes well no I'm just talking about yourself personally what what would you like to do I said I'd like to go for a run or just like to go to the gym or I just like sit on the couch maybe for 40 minutes and not feel guilty for doing it uh, and he goes well there you go so stop been a runaround guy and a Duracell bunny for everybody and just say to yourself well here's an hour for yourself just just take it you don't have to feel bad for it you, you don't you owe nobody nothing um so I got a I got a big reality check from that point of view and since then now I probably got back to a little bit of the racing and but it's more for home rather than for everyone else so I, I got a good good lesson in life in terms of what's important now rather than what's not going to benefit you by doing it for the sake of doing it so Although life is busy, still busy at the moment, it, it, it's it's a nice, comfortable busy where I'm happy doing it rather than having to go to A, to B, to C. And why am I going? Who am I making happy or who am I making sad? I'm just I'm just making myself upset because I didn't want to be there in the first place. So uh, Ian opened my eyes up to that whole new world as well. And then has there, has there been time, like, has there been a time in your life or a situation where like kind of for prolonged spells of that kind of go, go, go or bouncing around different things or always saying yes, like let's say that combination of things. Has there been times where you've kind of come close to a burnout or energy levels have dropped too low and you've had to like rebuild, build them back up? Um, I did in 14. Uh, I was off the back of a really successful league campaign. Um, then we got to league final, sorry, league semi-final against Derry and I just started feeling 
like my legs were just crumbling below me and I was after I remember I kicked one seven during the league I, I'd been made captain for a couple of games standing captain for Andy and the guys went off but I was I was purring but I hadn't stopped at all from the year before we got to All-Ireland 13 I just kept going 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 I thought you're fine you're young it doesn't matter you'll, 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 you'll get through it and then by the time we got over Derry I remember Enda Lynn actually gave me an absolute toasting in the league semi-final uh, and I was like what's just happened to me here uh then we're going into the Connacht Championship and I just caved in. I, I, I was told just take a week off. Uh, I just had, I crashed and burned. I had nothing to give for a couple of weeks then and got into the Connacht Championship, did okay, fine. Then I, I remember we came up against Kerry in the semi and, and I just, I crashed and burned again. So I was going up and down too much. I, I was trying to go, 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 go. Right. And I was just, just I, I wasn't taking any care of myself. I just thought I'd be fine. I'm young enough. I'll get through it. Um, really good lesson for myself and and but then it kind of happened again then in 19 I was probably going through a spell of not playing that well or perception probably out there I wasn't doing the usual the usual stuff I was probably doing on the pitch uh then in 19 you know I was kind of I picked up a lot of needles between 17 18 19 got had about four surgeries I had nothing before that clean bit of health really a bar bit of tiredness here and there uh, and other little needles but nothing major so I had three, four surgeries during that time frame. Then trying to get back to a bit of confidence was, was I thought I was playing well. You always personally think you're might, you might be doing well. But then I suppose the reality check for myself was in, in 19 when I was marking Conal Canlon uh, and just got a, just got a roasting, to be honest. Uh, and do you know what? I, I took it well. I actually, do you know what? I, it was a re, like a reminder that you're not invincible. Um, there's guys out there that are better in the football than you. And, and I just got a good school that day, to be honest. And... Would you believe I took that as probably the best education of my career to date? Uh, as mad as mad as you might think that sounds, uh, it probably took a toast like that to probably sit me down and look at myself and say, "Where are you going? What are you doing? Uh, where, like, what what's your plan going for for forward for the next year?" Uh, and I just remember going away from that game. Obviously, I was disappointed. I felt like it cost us the game. Yeah, although I actually kicked a goal, funny enough, which is which is weird, but. Um, just fell out. I just I let the spiral go on for, for that 12, 13 minutes. I just couldn't get out of it. And I remember having a conversation with Horan then in, in January and I was a bit hung over the day he called me. Uh, so I said, having a, a mini panic attack and he goes, listen, Leah, I, we want to continue with you at full back. And I was like, oh, Jesus, James. I said, did you, did you not see the game? We just played there ninth or back in August. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about that. And I said, all right, okay. I said, that's great. That's that's a good challenge for me. I, like I was expecting a nice, comfortable phone call saying, "Lee, you're going back at half back." Brilliant. Uh, and then the first thing James goes, "You're going to be playing the full back line ahead." And do you know what? I just I always took that game as just the harshest lessons, but one of the best educations I ever got in sport. That it's never always going to be a good day. <laughs> take that one moment. Take that twelve minutes, whatever it was, against one of the top top players out there. Put that in your bank and remember that day. And then. There will be better days ahead. And I had better days ahead, but I always still go back to that game of 19 and say, that was my focus. That's where I need to, that's where I don't want to be. And this is where I need to be the other side of it. So uh, there's just been times I've been, uh, yeah, I've sapped energy. I've had niggles, setbacks in terms of confidence, but I've always put on, I've always just worked my way back up to to the best of my ability. Anyway. Um, I suppose another thing where I, I, I used to find really hard was, I remember coming in for the first half of my career, been the fittest guy and the fastest. And what I found probably hard was the next generation were coming through, the Paddy Durkins, the C.V. Cohens, and they were all faster, stronger than I was. And I, I couldn't understand this. And then as the years went on, it took again until I was a bit older that 
you're pushing yourself to the best of your own ability. It doesn't mean you're going to be better or faster than these guys, but you're still good enough at what you do. It doesn't mean it's going to be what they do. So what I'm trying to say is I, I, I wasn't a like for like. I, I'm Lee, that's Paddy or that's Stevie or that's Jeremy. They do what they do because that's what they can do. If you're maximizing what you can do, then that should be good enough or it is good enough. And it was good enough. And I, that's why I still get picked for it. And that's why I'm still starting and, and still performing to a decent level as well, because I'm pushing myself to the billy. I don't need to beat the guys over here every week. I just know if I'm leaving training and I've given everything, then that's my box ticked. I don't need to be any more than I am. Uh, and that's took me a lo long time to segregate from, oh yeah, Lee King is the fittest and he's, gee, he's this and he's that. Well, the next generation came over and they, they're going to pass you at some stage and the next generation's come in again. So this is how old I am and they're overtaking the likes of Paddy. So I, I don't necessarily need to be faster or stronger than those guys, but I know if I'm working to my maximum ability and I'm pushing myself to my own limits, then that's good enough to, to so far to get started in, in, in a Mayo team full of, full of brilliant players. So, and it's working out pretty well so far. So um, I just couldn't divide that for a long time that why am I getting beaten here or why are these guys a step ahead of me or why the stronger and all that but then when I realize they're younger that's just what comes through that's it's just it's it's part of the sporting generation that sometimes what's the horn call me he call me uh, a McGann or any McGann or something and then he goes these are the Ferraris coming in but he goes one thing about you you're reliable <laughs> <laughs> so I said oh that's that's fair enough I suppose yeah yeah if whatever you want to describe that like so yeah uh, but but so yeah, they're the kind of things I, I've probably yeah, like I I was always I said go 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 rest means nothing but rest is everything and someone give me education doing less sometimes is more not yeah doing more is better so I took that and I applied that very well uh, on my off days I literally I, I don't even think of the gym or I don't think of sport I just go home and I put my feet up and I just do nothing and it's as good as if I train for three hours to be honest. No, I think like what what you shared there, Lee, and like there's just huge like there's huge insight in that for anyone that's listening that either is trying to climb the ranks to compete at an elite level in the sporting sense, but there's also a lot there from a person development perspective. And I think it's quite easy when someone like yourself who has competed so at such a high level so consistently for for a period of time um like it's so easy to and then you play and sometimes you play in a swashbuckling style and a kind of real like high energy high impact and it's like it's easy to look at someone like you and then I go oh look at the confidence that person has and look how like that's just they're in such a it almost looks easy to you but like what you're describing there is like you like basically all other humans have had incidents where you've had to lean in and build resilience or use resilience in terms of say the setbacks there like you talked about with Khan where you could crumble and have an identity crisis of oh maybe I'm not a fullback get me back and there's there's times where you probably could have gone actually get me back out to the half line there half back line there James I don't agree with you like I'm not willing yeah. to put myself in there again but I suppose it sounds like you look at yourself and you dust yourself off and you use that as a thing to motivate you to go forward and that's the resilience side and I suppose the other thing that I would throw at you is just in terms of the confidence of again it's easy to look at you and say smile on his face flying around the pitch he's flying it or like he's kicked the goal from half back but literally what you're describing there there's times in your career where you've had to A like build resilience and but then also build or rebuild your confidence too right yep like multiple times like if people go back over the many times I marked some of the best guys I probably got clean more times than I probably clean them uh, and that's I'm not talking about championship I'm talking about I remember another incident where um, I remember Rachi started playing me in the uh, full back line because he wanted to make me a better defender at the half back line so and I was like 
See, this is weird, like Joe. So I remember he put me up against Darren O'Sullivan in 2016 in the league. And I got absolutely toasted life. I mean, he only kicked two points, but I mean, he was all over the game. Like, I mean, he set up everything. And I was like, just, I remember going to Ratchy after. I said, I don't know about this. And he goes, he said, trust me, we, we have a plan for this. And I remember then... Come then the quarterfinal, we played Tyrone and I remember Sean Kavanagh went into full forward and then I realised myself, that's why Rachi was, and it wasn't for Sean Kavanagh or Tyrone, it was, to, I suppose, bring me outside my comfortable zone because I wasn't, I wasn't confident in full back then because I didn't know how to play it. I did, do you play in front? Do you play side by side? Do you play behind? What's, how do you go about it? Do I follow him? Do I leave him? So I, I remember just coming out and he ran in full forward second half. And I just remember thinking to myself that moment in Kerry that this is why Stephen actually had you playing full back. Because now, now I feel comfortable. I felt comfortable doing it. And then I even remember playing Dublin then. In, um, or sorry, we played Tipperary then and Mark and Mickey Quinlevin. And I remember he got the first two frees off me. And I was like, right, this is this could be. And I, I, the more the game went on, the more comfortable I got. And I said, this is going to happen. You're going to concede a score. You're going to give up a free. You're on the last line of defense. So you need to get comfortable with that. That's fine. Uh, and it happens. And that's probably the cushion I used to have in the full back or half back line. Sorry, with that. I'm not the last line. I can get away with 20 yards of my man beating me. And I'll still make up the grind. But even the con incident, he was the last man there. I got beaten, got two goals. Perfect. That's the full back line. You, you got to deal with these things. And I remember saying to Rachi, I, I know why you did it now. And he goes, Well, listen, as, as you said before yourself, the harsh lessons are the best lessons. So, yeah, sometimes you, I, like confidence looks great and all that, but like it, it, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind it. And I, like <clears throat> the one thing I love is like my teammates have told me over the years that I, I that when I go train and I mean every train I've done, I it might be the best training. I could be absolutely horrific, bad, but I will work my ass off to make sure that I give everything I could to that session. And I said I, I my mind effed up more times than anyone I train. I give the ball away more times. I, I remember. <laughs> having five shots when I train and I say they're still the ball's still traveling but I, I still will push and I will bring lads with me and I'll push 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 and, and that's the beauty I, I've been told it's back by a lot of guys and I, I suppose that's my biggest compliment not been the confident lead that goes out playing in Co Park in front of X amount of people but been told that when I go to train the guys then follow me or try to replicate a template that I, I, I've set and I always wanted to be that kind of person when I first came in um, I suppose Mayo used to be I suppose a once in the blue moon team might pop into a final and we'll see what happens. I, I wanted to kind of, I suppose, create a culture where Mayo are going to be a different team, different animal, because I want to bring something different. I don't want to be the same guy that went through the past Mayo players and, you know, went off into the sunset and we did nothing for X amount. And I'm not talking about the winning. The winning is another thing altogether, but mm-hmm. it's it's a culture thing where the next generation that come in know the template of what the guy set. And like, that was only me when I came in and I talked about the likes of Paddy Durkin that came in after. He said another template that we had to follow. So it's just leaving that legacy and culture for the next group of guys to come in. And it's not all based on confidence. It's, it's sometimes just getting back to the nitty gritty of just absolutely hard work. Um, and when you do that and you do it consistently over time, it's going to create a good culture of guys that are going to come in and do the same thing. Does it help you win? It hasn't so far. No. But I think eventually it's going to it's going to get us over the line eventually. Will it be in my time or not? I don't know. But I just, I, I always want to say I was a guy that one of the guys that came in and and tried to change the culture of of Mayo GA. Um, and again, it's great having the confidence on big days. But there's a lot of dark nights where we had to go through a lot of hard stuff to get where we were. And they're always the nights I think of the most that. Or a great saying was, you know, you train away uh, when the lights are not on. Yeah, so when the lights do come on, everyone can see your ability. Then do what you do, and that's why I enjoyed the games the most because I've done 
everything possible to be in that position to play at the highest level. Yeah, it could sound like obviously when you play elite sport at the level that you do, like there there is a focus on the outcome. And for Mayo, realistically, like let's call a spade a spade. It's been judged by trying to win an All Ireland and break that and break that duct. Like, but I suppose also what you're saying there and talking about is is a kind of a commitment to the process and like your actions and your behaviors on a a day to day, a week to week of showing up who you are. And like to that note, I was just gonna I was like I was reading and kind of digging in. I found like there was an extract from Andy Moran's book, which I'm just going to call out to you because I feel like it will reinforce what you've just said. Um, and it was just like to see a teammate like talk about you in these kind of in strong words. And I'll read it to you rather than me sugarcoating it is Lee Keegan's the best football I've ever played with. Lee is just different. He went from being a guy who never played minor for Mayo to being <laughs> the Jesus nut of the senior team. He became our beaten heart. And the one word I always think of with Lee is quality. He had it in spades. What's it like for you hearing words like that kind of reinforcing what you've just said from your perspective? Um, well, I suppose if someone like if Andy's quality, like I get, it's brilliant to be honest. Um, because that's again, I, I'd have the same compliments for a lot of the guys like that too. Uh, albeit I probably never have a book. Um, it could be pop up pictures maybe, but um, yeah, like that, when I when I read these type things from from some of my teammates, um, they're brilliant because. It just, I suppose, reinforced myself that I, I tried to be the best I possibly could. Um, now, would I classify myself as the best? Probably not. Um, like, I just, I just, I'm a bit of a nut job when it comes to hard work. Um, I, I, like, I'm a very simple, simple kind of guy. Like, I, if I work my ass off, I'll get good results uh, on the pitch. Now, there's obviously element of looks and bits like that, but, like, I got to mark some of the, the best forwards in the country. I got to mark Andy, get to mark Killian, Kevin McLaughlin, O'Shea, you name it. So, I mean, that development alone is going to make me a good player. Uh, I just want to go a bit higher. Uh, and I was willing to just do things probably more than other people. Sometimes not in Mayo, just in general. I just I was willing to just put myself in positions that are uncomfortable on the pitch. Uh, and I always just said, I'm not going to take a step back whether people like it or not. Uh, and I like to think that I earned that respect in, within the group and, and, and the wider community. Um, I got, but a guy, not only that, I just... I, I'd like to be a guy that just enjoyed football. I, I, as you mentioned, I do, I do play with a smile quite regularly um, because I enjoy it. It's not, it's not a job. It's something I, I love doing. I love, I love maximizing everything I have. Uh, I'll be, I did say earlier, I like getting away from it too. Absolutely. It's that balance. So when I have that balance and I know I can go back and I'll just be, I'll be in a good headspace to give absolutely everything. So when I hear the likes of Andy giving me compliments, I love that because Andy was one of our leaders for long enough and I followed him out to battle for long enough. So to get, get reviews like that from one of the top guys and one of the best players in the country. Of course, it's, it's great. It gives me confidence, but it only gives me confidence if I can reinforce it the next year and the next year and the next year, not just hearing an article reading about yourself, great, uh, and then stop and do nothing about it. you got to go and do it again and again and again. And when it runs out, well, then it runs out. So be it. I, I, I can I can remove myself from that pretty okay. Um, and I'm happy enough making that. I, I like The day I do decide to leave, I, I'd be very comfortable. Uh, I, I like... I don't feel like I would owe anything. Uh, like people say, oh, you deserve an All-Ireland. I always say you win one when you score enough and you score more than the team. So if that happens, then we're the better team. We won it. We deserved it. I always uh, I always maintain that we haven't won one because we just haven't been good enough yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, people don't like that. But that's the reality. We don't have a medal in our pocket because we haven't beaten the team in the day. So. Yeah, I suppose... Can you talk to me a little bit more about that aspect of your Mayo career? I suppose like I've given you the nice words from Andy there and like the the joys of you and like the likes of yourself and other players to put yourself out there 
um, get into the arena with the blood, sweat and tears. Also, you get a lot of negativity and there's, a lot of, there's often a lot of noise around the Mayo camp in terms of having not got across that line. But I suppose that I, because I have you here in terms of a player, I think you've played in, have you played in seven All-Ireland finals now at this stage? So to be a player Lee, who's like who's played in seven um, and not, I suppose, not come out the right side of it. How do you reflect on that? Like, I know you've touched upon it there. Uh, how does that kind of eek in or or leak into your mindset in terms of, I suppose, where how you see yourself and how you see yourselves as a group? Um, I suppose like I mentioned the earlier part of the career I, I find it probably a bit harder because uh, I was a bit younger I probably didn't know how to deal with uh, loss or so it was, it was merely inconsolable uh, like 12, 13 were, were bad and even up to 17 like I was I, I probably didn't realise how to control my emotions after the game uh, but the way I looked at it it's like any game you lose and I suppose that journey started in 12 All-Ireland Finals we were in semis like it was just it was a car crash kind of a journey over the time uh, but the way I looked at it every time we lost a big game uh, I suppose I was quick enough in my own head to write the game's over the new season's already starting uh, so we're part of a chase back yes they're champions for now but how what are we going to do now to get ourselves back to the I suppose back to the the pitch of things. Uh, obviously, it takes a couple of weeks and months. For me, when I was younger, it was easy. Uh, I was I was faced. I I wanted to get going again. Like after the Tyrone game, I suppose a lot, there was probably a lot more negativity after the Tyrone game more than most. Um, but I just removed myself fully from everything, to be honest. And that was the beauty of kids, as I said, that I I didn't have to read stuff. I didn't have to engage in stuff. I I didn't care. I cared about the loss. But I, I got on with life fast because I, I didn't have an option. Um, and that was the same with the Kerry game this year. Um, same with even the Dublin All-Ireland in, in 2020, I suppose. I just, I have to just, I have to get on with life, unfortunately. And, and that's probably the beauty for me that I could get away from all that. And, and yet there was a lot of talk. I mean, negativity was bad. Press was bad. And again, I, it didn't put me up or down, to be honest. As long as my teammates were getting slated, I, I don't really mind, to be honest. Um, and a lot of them did at times. Um and that was up to us as a group to get them back together. Like, I don't need to be posting about them or putting them on social media. We can just check in on a one-on-one basis, which I find more powerful. Um, so for myself, game is over, game moves on. You know, I get back to life. And then when, when the time does come, well, sure, it's a new season. Uh, everything's up for grabs again. So it's just an opportunity for myself. Anyway, the way I looked at it is, can I be better than I was last year? Can I do something a bit different? Uh, do I need to do something different or do I continue with the same levels that I, I provided? Uh and for myself, it was just continuing on from 2021, to be honest, into 22, because I suppose I was up for, for player of the year and I got an all-star, which is great. Nice, They're all nice and stuff like that. But I suppose for myself, I was at a good level, a high level. Uh, could I maintain that going into the new season? And, and I did to a degree, to be honest. Uh, was it enough to get us further? No, uh, that's the unfortunate part. Uh, but that's down to a collective, not just individual. Uh, we, we didn't have enough collective performances to get us over the line, uh, or I suppose bring us on further. But for myself, every time... Like people, you say, "How do you do it?" or "Why do you do it?" And well, for sure, we like playing football. Like, what's the what's the problem? And I said, "Like, it would be worse if we were never competing." And then they're like, "I suppose, yeah, I suppose." I'm not saying we're lucky, but I said we we're we're very privileged because we we get to play some of the best players ever to play the game, the best teams, get to go to Co Park on a regular basis. They haven't done that in how long? Uh, I said so. Yeah, we haven't got across the line, which is, it is, and that's disappointing. Like, I suppose that's the goal for every GA player is, do you want to get Sam Maguire? That's, that's why you play, I suppose, really. But 
Um, I, I like I suppose there was a great great line I heard once is that, and it, it probably resonates with Dublin. They, they'd probably say more, but like the winning was probably brilliant, but it's probably just the byproduct of the journey because you still have to go, get on with the next year and the next year. And they could they did it five times in a row, so winning was only a byproduct. It was the journey for them, uh, and their journey just happened to last a lot longer than many other teams in the past, but. They, they were just so good that they could just keep going with that process year in, year out. Uh, winning was one aspect of it and they enjoyed it, but come come the January the next year, they're ready to rock again. And that's why they're one of the best teams out there. And that's the way I looked at it. We were, we were one of the best teams in the country um, because we were able just to move on uh, and get cracking. Now, we could have had bad league campaigns. We probably did. We were like we probably hung on for a lot, a lot of the years, but when it came to the crunch time of championship, we were ready. Uh, and that's because it was only a byproduct. We had to move on, follow that boring word process. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's the scourge of sport, but it's, 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 it is true, Lord. It's true. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, Joe, and then when you start having a couple of conversations with lads and where their heads are at, and you kind of think to yourself, I think we're ready to go here again. Uh, so let's just give it a crack and see where it brings us. Uh, by the time you know it, you're in the championship and, the big games are rolling out and you're you're back in the heat of half battle again. That's that's where you want to be. You want to be at the biggest stage, the biggest crowd against the best team. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of best teams out there at the moment. There's a lot of quality out there. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a simple case of just one team anymore. I think there's there's a good pack of eight teams. So that's the beauty of GA. It's like every top club are going to go on this roll forever. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. Every team has to lose eventually. Uh, and that's just, I suppose it gives everyone that... A little bit of optimism and hope going forward into 23 that there is there is opportunities there. And I suppose Gola kind of told us last year that, you know, that there is that hope. Anyone can break through that that um, that mantle and, and put yourselves on the biggest stage. Like you said there, like, the idea of to have, play, like, to have played in seven finals for yourself, like, and that's obviously... Like there's there's literally hundreds, if not thousands of players around the country who would give anything to even play in one final. Um... And it's often like, I kind of come back to the point you said about Derek. I remember someone actually said to me about you guys and was like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to come back year after year. And I was like, at the time I was like, actually, I was playing myself with Calvin. I started laughing. Like I was like, they're at the very tip, like competing, going like there was a beauty in it. Like I respected the hell out of you as I know a lot of other players did. And it was like, in some ways it's way harder for someone who's down in division four or even for someone like Calvin. I was like, these guys are right at the top competing. Um, and you said like maybe not just good enough yet. I was kind of I suppose I'm curious as you kind of sit here and as we reflected on everything back. Um, what you think are those? Is there the little one percent or the little small things that as Mayo move forward need to do or can do that maybe does make you good enough to win in All Ireland? I don't mean good enough as a team or as a, as a, as a, as people, but if that was the definition of success, what's what can be done there? Um, it's not a lot to be honest. Uh, well, like this year, obviously, people say we only got to quarterfinals, so there is a lot to do. Um, but if you look at the year back, we're not, we're still not that far away. Uh, like we had opportunities against Kerry. Now, I they fully deserve to beat us. Uh, there's no issue there. But I, I to be honest, like it's just probably about more consistency. Uh, I just think we're too up and down this year. Um, and like when we are on song and we're on point, um, like that Kerry game, for example, if that was another year and we're on point, we win that game. Um, but we just, between injuries and we're just up and down performances and relying on too much individual basis rather than collective, that didn't help us this year at all. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm not sure. I suppose the likes of Ryan missing, uh, like we had Oshin injured for a while, Paddy was injured. So we had a lot of key players out at key times. 
and then try and get them back in with the condensed season, picking up more injuries and knocks. So listen, no excuse. That's not an excuse. I'm not saying that, but uh, probably we need to be more consistent over the full year. Uh, and then even look at the finals. Listen, a, a killer, probably Achilles heel for ourselves is probably conceding goals uh, at key times. You look at, especially the Tyrone game, that's more fresh that, Two goals came at, at critical junctions in the game, uh, like especially in the second half. And then when you're chasing a team like Tyrone, uh, who are very good at just holding up the ball, holding up play, slowing things down, it, it's it's very hard to get that lead back or even that back. So probably looking at that, the, the concession of goals at, at key times, like is that gonna, can you work on that? I'm sure you can in some some capacity, but I suppose it's the times that we can see the goals in big games that probably really hurt us. Um, so that's probably one aspect. Um just score more than the team would be nice. <laughs> Simple game, um, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's probably, there's, there's not one identifiable cause that's not winning. Um, I suppose we just haven't done it because I, I, we just haven't scored more than the other team. I know that just sounds very simple or very bland, but the day we score more than the other team, we'd, we'll win the All Ireland. That's just and like I remember reading Andy's piece about you know, 17, it was probably 71 of the harder ones because it was probably our best performance as a collective. And it still didn't get us out of line yeah. because I suppose between bits and pieces, between it was, it was a mad game, you know, between send offs and goals and, it, and like everything was going on. I just remember the game, just it was so, it was just so chaotic. Uh, you didn't know where to look anymore. Uh, there was bodies everywhere. There was, there was more bottles on the pitch than, than bodies on stage. And I was looking, I thought it was a festival at one, uh, one point, but um, I know we did that again. We gave our best forms and we still just didn't get over the line. So, I mean, comes down to a bit of luck element too um, like any any given day you get an all friend it, it is it's it's just two teams going at it but I suppose we came up against a team that had done it had been there in terms of Dublin um, and they've been over the line so they, they had huge confidence coming down the stretch stretch games and we probably might have been a bit less confident because again once you don't win one it's it's very hard you get very nervy you start seeing you start seeing the tunnel a bit uh, and then things just might spiral but the Tyrone probably was it was a hard one too because again we're mid favourites for, for that game and, and we didn't get over the line so there's no identical cause for, for each one of them it just I just suppose we've been beaten by better teams over the years and that's probably the hard thing to admit but that's just the reality of sport sometimes you don't you don't always get what you deserve uh, and when you do get it well you, you will fully deserve it uh, and I'm I'm a firm believer probably a bit of a Roy Keane advocate like that is that when you are good enough and you do do it, then you do fully deserve it. Uh, and I, I've always been in that that kind of category myself that it's going to take a great performance to do it. But I think it's within our capabilities to do it, no problem. But I like, I like that. And the Roy King type guy, I always say is that you just have to score more sometimes. And, and we just haven't done that yet. As I keep saying yet because I always, I always remain, I, I'm, I'm very much an optimist sure. uh, about life. So, uh, and that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And it sounds like regardless of outcome, Lee, that like, you obviously do get a joy from the process and the journey, but also you take pride in the work that you've done. Um, I know say some outside voices might try and like almost shame you in terms of having been there and lost those games, but there's actually like a sense of pride and fulfillment in being there, competing, turning up, turning up again and again and keep searching and keep going for that. Yeah, but that's sports. That's elite sports. You know, it's it's like a puzzle. Um, you're always trying to figure it out. Um, and if we didn't want to be at the highest level we are, then we just wouldn't do it. Um, but I've said over the years, we've a really optimistic group. Uh, like we've guys that are 
like they want to do things better they want to get better not as not as just people but sports people they want to be at the highest the highest level of sport they can get and as I said when you have a puzzle like that you're, you're going to try everything possible to figure it out and when I hear lines like you know jeez it's so hard it, it, of course it's hard sure top level sports aren't going to be easy if it was easy we'd all be doing it year in year out everyone would be winning something but it's that that kind of elite status I love that how can we figure it out? How can we get better? How can we do things a bit differently to the team that won it last year or beat us in the last game? Is there an identifiable reason why we're not doing certain things well? Can we work in defensive play, attack? Like, there's a hundred different things you look at in sport and that's the beauty of sport. And I, I look at sport a bit like education a bit is that you're always trying to learn. You're always trying to get better at something. And it could be the stupidest thing, but it could make you better as a person, but it could be also something for the team that makes you better and them better. So... I think that's why, that's for myself personally, but I just know what the group themselves, that's how they're thinking a lot of time as well, that can I get better than last year? Can I get better than the last game? Can I get better than the last training session? And that sounds easy, mm-hmm. but then we go and do it. That's the beauty of it. We go and do it. You have to go and do it. And if you're not willing to do it, then we're not going to be at the top table. Uh, and we've been at top table because we figured out a good bit of time, but it's just trying to get that last piece of the puzzle that we're, we're trying to get. And when we get there, as I said, we will get there, but that's the beauty of high-level sports is that there's always teams out there that are as good as you, but how can I beat them? And that's why you want to be there. That's why you want to play the best players and the best teams and the best managers. It's trying to lock that, uh, unlock that door and see, can you, sometimes it's scary. It can be scary, but it's just, I suppose it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's where we've been for a long time. It's the, we, we've been at the higher peak of the sky for, for a few years at that uncomfortable level. Can we just go that extra bit higher now? And how can we do that? Well, sure. We'll see what that brings for our squad. Um, but I know they're an ambitious group and that's the beauty about our guys is that we have a great age profile we have great kids coming through uh, a couple older guys who are not bad either but um, that's the beauty of sport is that there's a lovely mix of guys who are knowledgeable not so knowledgeable and that's sorry just that ramble on but one thing I always love about sport is you know when I first came in it's like you listen to the older guys the older guys are very wise and, and you know they'll give you great, uh, great um, lessons and I'm like well What's wrong with the younger guys who come in? Blank canvas, have no baggage. These guys might be off a winning campaign with their club or under 20s or minors, whatever it is. So why can those guys, why can't we learn of those guys more? They're they're fresh to the they're fresh to the table. So I, I actually I learn more from the new kids that come on than rather than the older guys up there for years. Because they're they're their input is nearly more valuable than them because I said there's no baggage there. So they might add something that I've never thought about or looked at sport a totally different way. So uh, I think that's the beauty of sport. When you have freshness coming in, sometimes they freshen yourself up as well. Yeah, totally. And then like I suppose to that, just as a kind of look to finish up this conversation, Lee, as well, like the last couple of questions, like to that end of being around younger players, being re-energised or re-enthused and kind of using that to drive you forward. I suppose like one of the questions I feel like I have to ask you is in terms, I know you're in the middle of a club championship, but in terms of kind of where you're at mentally and physically with taking what the stuff that you've just been talking about and actually going and and to be able to do that next year mentally and physically, where are you at with, with that at the moment? Uh, I've been asked quite regularly. Uh, Sorry honestly, for annoying I, you. I don't, you're not. <laughs> no, no, if, if, I always say people don't ask, they'll never know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and that's been straight up. Um, I suppose I'm very much, if I start thinking too far ahead, I, I, I don't focus on club and we have a really good, good club campaign at the moment, uh, big game at the weekend and stuff like that. So, uh, I haven't even, this is the beauty about what I do. I, I tend not to think about foot Mayo, uh, while I'm away from it as much. Uh, now obviously it's probably a bit different this year. We've new management team, sure. so there's going to be conversations and stuff like that. So. 
to give you an, an, a total honest answer and, and no bull, I, I, I really don't know at the moment. Uh, I just need to probably have that bit of reflection time post-club to see where I'm at. Uh, sit down with my family, see what's best for them. And again, I can't make it about myself solely anymore. I have to see what's what's right for them, what's right for myself. Uh, and if there's, a, I suppose, a common ground that we can meet, if it works, brilliant. If it doesn't work, so that's just life. Um I mean, I, I'm, I always say this, I'm, very, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world. I'm very privileged that I get to put on the jersey as long as I did or as long as I have so far. Um, so, I mean, if I have the opportunity again to do it, I'd love to. Who knows, though? I don't, I, I don't know myself at this point in time because um, we're chasing, a bit like me, we're chasing a club senior title that we, we've only ever been in one senior uh, final back in 91. So we're looking for, for a senior title. Uh and that's something on my hit list I love to do. Uh, again, whether that's going to happen this year or not, I, I'm not sure. There's a lot of good teams after yet. So that really club has taken up a lot, a lot, a lot of my focus at the moment. And I suppose to give good good, good energy is I really love my football at the moment. Because uh, I, I mentioned earlier, I got that break from Mayo uh, for the couple of months and I went back into the club and I just feel, I feel like it's fun. I feel I'm enjoying it uh, like I did with Mayo last year and the year before. I just, when I get my break, my time away like that, it gives me great freshness. And I, I've loved... Played two games, championship and club championship. Loved it, really enjoying it. Uh, obviously, because we're winning, winning, winning helps too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm enjoying training, enjoying the company, the lads. Great crack. Go back to your, I suppose your, your old friends that you grew up with. So I, I'm just loving that at the moment. So I'm sure when Kevin McSay rings, I, I'll have to have some different answer to give to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, no, like I totally hear you on all that. And then one of the things I was just thinking about as well is like. So obviously with a new manager come in, it does bring up that kind of heightened media attention and there's kind of more conversations around the setup maybe than what would be on a normal year. But like for someone at the point of the career that you are at, like like in some ways, like does it does a new manager come in excite you, but or does it also like bring like an uncertainty in terms of maybe having to start a relationship again or building a trust? Like is or maybe both things are true. I was just kind of curious on kind of what your take on that dynamic is for a player at the at like the stage of career you're at. Um, yeah, I suppose the, the only beauty with the new management is I've worked with Donny, Stevie, um, I've worked with Neve, the psychologist. Mm-hmm. So a bit of familiarity there in turn. Now I'm just, it's been four years or three years since I worked with some of them. So they're, they're going to have a new impetus on how they, they want to, I suppose, approach the roles themselves. But there is that fear factor a little bit too that I, you know, Am I able to do what I did before under, like, I suppose I had James on two different stints, but I suppose. The understanding was he knew where I was at in life and stuff like that. What's the, the, I suppose it's expectations versus what was there before versus what I suppose a new manager wants now. Does he want you in preseason for the full lap? Does he want to give you a bit more time? Does he want to have you from the start of the league? Like there's there's a hundred different questions and that's where I suppose I need to sit down with Kevin and see does it suit my suit my lifestyle? Does it suit where I'm at in life at the moment in terms of family, work, um, even just see where I'm at in his plans. Like you do, you just don't know what a new manager where you, where you stand and that's probably the exciting part but also the fearful part as well how much do I have to do to get back to where I am or was um, and listen change is a good thing sometimes we a lot of, I suppose our Irish culture is we see change it's it's a bad thing but I think in sports sometimes change can bring that new energy to a lot of guys that maybe have been stale or, or had been stale and, and a couple of guys that maybe we hadn't heard before who are just going to break in and do things that we, we've been expecting to but I suppose the GA world haven't seen yet so it definitely brings that promise and hope to a lot of guys that probably hadn't got the game time they wanted so far um, 
but then from as you said from from I suppose the the older guys like myself or Kevin McLaughlin and I, I won't say Ado or Killian because they'll give me kicking there but so it's myself and Killian or self Kevin and Jay Doc we're all we're all same age similar journey um just see where we're at and I like I, the beauty about it is that like I, I'd be best friends with Kevin McLaughlin and and these guys so pick up the phone how are these guys how are you feeling about things and I suppose that's the beauty uh, I'm at a good age where I can pick up the phone and have a one-on-one conversation with my mates and see where they're at and see what they're thinking and, and we're on a similar boat in terms of family life and stuff like that so to get input from boys like that and then have the conversation with Kevin and see how you feel and I think that's the biggest thing is I think it's having the conversation with the man himself to see how you feel uh, and you, if you get that spark well that's a great thing if you don't well then maybe that's telling you maybe it's time to, to take a step back so I think when that conversation comes and, and I'll have to chat with Kevin, Stephen and Donny, these lads, I think that'll tell me a lot where I am in my own head. Uh, but at, until that time comes, I'll just, I'll have the, the excitement of going out to my next up game Saturday evening. So that's that's where my sole focus is, that I said. Yeah, I heard the omens are pretty good because did you rattle the back of the net recently for the first time in a while for the club? Uh, yeah, I think it's about 13 years since I scored a club championship goal. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, against her against her rivals, Valentina. But now I, I I get told by a lot of the club lads that I I'm one dollars as well. So they said don't be crossing the halfway line. I'm getting in the way quite a bit. Like so, um, <laughs> so they're like get back to your get back to your home back there in defence. So uh, that's the that's the crack. And I love that crack with the club. Like it's yeah. brilliant. It's keep, just keep I you humble. It's, yeah, it's freshness. It's yeah. fresh. It's fresh. It's, and we've a really young group. Uh, and as I said, the crack is mighty. Uh, and that's the beauty as well. I, I like. I love going to have for a couple of drinks after championship game, having a great chat with a couple of them that I'm. I might get to know one over the last few years because obviously county is so consuming. So to go back in there and meet up with a couple of guys that I haven't spent enough time with. Um, that's that's what life is about. It's it's they're the things you want to be doing. Um, the hangover doesn't be great the day too, but um, it, it was worth the time after a good victory and, and having a bit of crack with the boys. So. No, amazing. I just I'll just finish up Lee by just saying thank you so much for sharing your journey so far with us and just reflecting on on life on and off the field good luck with the journey ahead and i really appreciate you joining us on the player's voice this week so lee keegan thank you very much thanks for alan it was a pleasure really appreciate it i hope you enjoyed lee keegan's insights on sport and life as much as i did the player's voice podcast is brought to you by the gaelic players association in collaboration with real talks Earlier in the series, we featured interviews with the likes of Dan Morrissey, Vicky Wall and Tom Parsons. You can find those episodes and more by searching The Player's Voice on whatever podcast platform you prefer. My name is Alan O'Mara, and to find out more about my work as a performance and wellbeing coach, please go to www.realtalks.e or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AOMTheCat. Don't forget, you can find out more about the GPA's Bio360 programme by visiting bio360.gaelicplayers.com Thanks for listening.